Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Greg Harrelson here with the Level Up Podcast uh, with my co-host, uh, Brendan Payne. Of course, uh, just wanted to uh, bring on another guest. And uh, this guest is uh, not only a, a great real estate owner, real estate producer, he's also uh, become a good friend of mine um, over the years. So uh, his name is Rhett Harmon with Century 21 Novus out of Carrollton, Georgia. And Brendan, have you ever been to Carrollton, Georgia? I have not. I have got to plan a trip, though. Yes. And I tell you what, Rhett likes to fish. So Ooh. me and you need to go see him. He'll take us fishing and he promises that we'll catch something. So Rhett, thank you for joining us, man. I really, uh, and, and uh, I, I've enjoyed getting to know you over the, the last five, six, seven years and excited to have another chat with you on uh, on the Level Up podcast. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate you having me. And I, I guarantee you'll catch a good time. I cannot can't always get to fish, but uh, we'll have a good time doing it. I'm All sure of that. I'm sure of that. Man, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Well, let's just jump right into some dialogue. I mean, um, you know, there's been a lot going on. I mean, you know, one of the, you know, there's so many things that have changed with uh, COVID, right? And one of the things that changed is, you know, we didn't get to travel as much and go on events, but, you know, we were talking about a moment ago, we, you know, we, we typically end up at the same event, especially within Century 21, and right. do dinners and, you know, and hang out and, and, and what play credit card roulette and all those fun things. Um, and I miss those things because we take a lot of things, uh, uh, you know, away from those events and come back and we implement things in our company. But, you know, what are some what are some shifts or things? Tell us a little bit about your 2020, how things have, have um, uh, you know, went in 2020 in your business, but also, you know, maybe what kind of changes that you had to make, make, and then how you're going to approach 2021. I know that's a lot to unpack yeah, no. at one time, but what are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. I think a lot of it really had to do with just kind of being prepared ahead of time. Uh, even like this Zoom call right here, uh, and a great, great, we've been doing these for years because um, we because some of the groups we're a part of and some of the things that we we, we participate in, but. Uh, Zoom already came natural, so we had to, to meet with uh, with someone over Zoom or, or have different meetings. That was a really, really helpful thing. And just learning from these dinners and things that we go to and, and just networking, um, having systems put in place uh, to to really work, uh, utilizing things like not just having an you know, internal office staff, which is hugely important, but also maybe empowering them a little bit to have a virtual assistant to help with some of the, the monotony of some of the paperwork to get all the listing data exactly right, show up perfect in all the different platforms and all that good stuff. But then taking it down to the agent level, uh, this is kind of wearing the the, uh, the the owner real estate uh, you know owner hat for a minute. I don't have a broker's license, uh, uh, but uh, you know taking the, the time to really make sure that we've got our systems in place right, so that when all that paper is being filled out, we're not relying on. I still I still like my paper just to keep up some of my personal notes, but turn that paper file over in the office is still was still a critical part a year ago from now from from now for a lot of offices, especially in our market. So when this happened, everyone couldn't be right there together all the time and turn everything in. We'd already taken the, the year, maybe 18 months before that, and really broken it down and trained everybody, retrained everyone on how to submit everything digitally, completely, everything going through our internal system so that it's all there, it's everything's at the right place, right time, and then it's, it's more seamless so that really 
uh, we didn't skip a beat. Everyone could turn their, their information in and everything could work out from where everyone needed to work remotely for the few weeks that we were, you know, kind of closed down, I guess you'd say. But being that we we're essential, thankfully, we were able to just adapt and overcome and keep working. And uh, our listings looked just as good or better as they always had versus uh, not having, you know, breaks in pictures or not having things uploaded properly or, or lag times and things like that. Even agents getting paid. Uh, you know, after there, there was a, a closing, uh, that was a big, a big scenario, just making sure that everything worked much more seamlessly. So we really could operate, um, you know, I'd say about 95, 98% capacity with everyone not even being in the office, uh, which was really, really awesome to see that all come together, not even really thinking we would have to deal with something like this. So pre-preparing for things like that. And then also looking at it as you're going through things and constantly looking at well, how can we make this one little area slightly better? And uh, that's where it just comes from, from having conversations with people like you guys that are far smarter than I am uh, to, to learn what all, you know, you're doing and then take little pieces of that and bring it back and try to implement it in areas of my business. And, and hopefully in those conversations, the one or two things that I might be doing well, you know, someone else picks up on. So that, that's, yeah. the, that's the game, just continue to network and doing it different ways and just making sure that we, we stay connected and, and stay intentional what we're doing. And, and also always having a little bit of fear that we're not promised that deal tomorrow. We still wake up every day unemployed and we've got to make sure that we're going to find that next deal or, or empower agents to find that next deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's good. I, I just really like the, you know, cause I, I heard so many real estate agents and owners of companies talk about um, reinventing themselves that 2020 was going to be a year that's going to force them to reinvent themselves. And, and I put a, I have to admit, I, I put a lot of thought to that myself, but I found myself very challenged when it comes to reinventing as if the old self is no longer uh, good enough. And now I've got to have a new self. What, what I find is I think kind of what you're alluding to is it was really all about small adjustments, right? And, and we're fortunate that our business really didn't go down. COVID didn't knock the real estate industry down. Maybe somebody somewhere it affected them, but not, and I know in our markets it didn't. And most people I know it didn't. New York City, Manhattan, I know they're having some challenges still, but can you think of anything maybe that you um, weren't prepared for that, you know, maybe you said, okay, we definitely need to start doing this. And then that's going to now carry in even post-COVID. Can you think of anything on the top of your mind? Yeah. And I guess we're all kind of dealing with this. No one was really prepared for like the, the, the de-socialization, I guess. I don't even see mm. the word of everything, which has been Probably one of the biggest challenges, like I like to see people like, you know, we, we're in real estate because we, we like people genuinely and or generally, I guess you'd say. And uh, we like to, to see people, uh, you know, see people's happiness, see people succeed, see people uh, doing well and just have conversations. You know, uh, it's great. You know, you can you can get a lot out of, uh, you know, at least seeing someone's face on the screen, but, but there's still a different connection uh, there with it. So that's been one of the other challenges, like having having the meetings and things like that. Uh, we do a lot of events around our office uh, with our agents. We did a few of those, um, kind of sporadically we did, uh, a little more cautiously, but that's the part that's been the biggest challenge because I think that's where mm. one of the biggest things that, that we bring to the table. However, it's also been nice to see that we've been able to grow and attract more people, even though we haven't been able to have exactly the same camaraderie, but we, we're still all there together. And, uh, you know, a little bit more activity, things like a closed Facebook group just for our office or different uh, things like that, really just figuring out other ways to just make sure that we're, we're plugged in and, and that we, we keep up with everybody and having, you know, staff that really, you know, love on our agents and being able to, to keep, keep up with what all they have going on in their lives. When, when, you know, myself, my business partner that own the brokerage, 
we, we run sales teams as well. So we, we don't always get to see all the little struggles everyone has and having the right staff and, our, and, a, and a really good dynamic uh, managing broker that we have in Sandy to, to, to really help, you know, sometimes just loving on some folks, knowing what's going on within their lives has been huge. So that, that's been a really, really big success in what we're going on. And then having that person always have someone to meet with to, to bring that new talent in when they, when they are not getting anything from where they were working for in some cases to be able to come on over. And that, that's been huge for us. Not sure if I answered that yeah. question, right, but well, kind of well, you answered it better than I could have imagined. So, Brendan, you know, you, you know, Rhett, and um, and it's interesting that Rhett's answer was it, it, to paraphrase it a little bit. Rhett, he, he says one of the things that he really focused on when it comes to change is recognizing that it was going to be harder to have personal touch with his people, which is. So perfect for you to answer that way, Rhett, because I wrote down on my notes that one of your strong things as a business person, that mean building your business, like either personal production or the company revolves around personal relationships. Now, when I'm talking about personal relationships in that context, I'm talking about you're building your customer base built around personal relationships. But it's interesting that your answer was also revolving around personal relationships with the people in your office. So it's yep. very clear that that's kind of like who you are, you right. know, not like I, I would imagine, I know you've got some charities and one of them is around fishing with kids and whatnot. And I've always wanted to go down and and, and, and join you for that one event. He's coming up March the 20th. You can come stay in our lake house. So both you guys, come on, we'll, we'll have you. I will look at that because I've been wanting to, you'll, um, um, maybe before we get done, I want you to tell us about that charity. Cause I don't know if Brendan yeah. knows about it, but it's a really cool little thing. Really and it's cool. happening with Easter sales too, which is our main philanthropy. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit more about, and um, I, I, I think that you've kind of created a scenario for yourself where you don't have to stress as much about all these disruptors that everyone's talking about in the real estate industry because you pour all your attention in personal relationships to build your business. Now, with that being said, I'd love to give the audience some real like examples of how you nurture and develop these personal relationships and, and tie that into your business. Can you share that? I, I will. I'll share one of the latest ones. And this is mainly from like a, a sales team scenario. So I'm growing, I'm a visual person. So I'll show you guys a couple of visuals. So this is just my sales team. So we did, um, a, uh, we did quarterly marketing postcards. Uh, if you guys aren't on my mailing list, I'll make sure that to add you back to it. And if I wants to get on there, then shoot me a message. I always tell you it's five seconds of fun before you throw it in the trash once a quarter. I'm not selling you anything. We're just kind of staying in touch with our, uh, you know, our sphere of influence, the people we do business with, the people that maybe like us and some or, or like what we're doing in some capacity. So we we're in a pandemic, so we it's like some focus. We did a pandemic at Thanksgiving, and uh, what we did is uh, you know figure out a way to do a give back. We we've been very blessed in business and and uh, very thankful for all of our clients. So what we did. Um, I did a marketing campaign kind of around this to further build our you know list of uh, people that we we just send this little card to quarterly. Uh, we gave away twenty honey baked hams uh, during Thanksgiving, and uh, you know got with a local grocery store, kind of worked with them around the timing of when they were doing inventory and stuff. So there wasn't a lot of people there. Did a photo shoot, um, did some of the crazy shinesty stuff with the pajama rolls, and just said thankful for you and sent it out and. Uh, you know, gave away uh, all those uh, those hams uh, to people right before Thanksgiving and said, hey, if you don't need the ham, you, if you win it, you can give it to someone that you like that is in need. So uh, every one of them got picked up and were claimed. And uh, it was really, really good. We had a huge response from that. 
And, uh, you know, I never thought there would be that much attention around the, the hand. We're just trying to find a good play on words with it and had an internal connection with a, with a local manager there. But it was a lot of fun. But those are the kind of things that you can kind of pair things together. And, and I always try to look at when, I'm, when I want to do something. And, and this card for me represents the intentional doing something that uh, we're trying to a little bit from an entertainment standpoint, a little bit goofy, but mainly just keeping my face, our team's face in front of our past clients, sphere, everybody else. Let, just reminding, hey, we're still in business. Hey, we're still in business. It's not asking to buy or sell or anything. It says follow us on on our social media for shenanigans all year long. You know, yeah. and uh, a lot of our stuff we put out is, and we're very serious and we're very, very good at marketing properties. And we, we sell all of our listings, most of the time, multiple offers very quickly, represent our buyers to the fullest. Very serious about business, but we're also serious about have, having fun marketing for uh, the way that we kind of portray ourselves so that we want to be likable, want people to see that we are a little bit more laid back. Uh, is that everyone's cup of tea? Not exactly. Do, do these crazy suits that I sometimes wear uh, appeal to everyone? No, but at the same time, it's it's one of those things. You just find your little area. You work through that. But uh, the, the personal relationship portion of it is so huge because when people kind of pick up on what you're doing, you have a little bit of responsibility to stay with them and uh, just remind them what you're doing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Brendan, a, what are your thoughts? I'm sure your 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 mind. You're probably taking some notes here. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, the, just that little last section. Just is for those that don't know, Rhett. Personally, uh, it, you know, the, there's no way that's more authentic than you. Yeah. So that's you know that is that just is is critical for anybody in their business. That you don't have to be that personality, but you have to be authentic. And I think that's a that's a huge takeaway because, um, you know, no matter what you're who you're with or what you're doing, they're hiring you because they like you and they trust you and they want you to have the job and, and, and they believe you're going to get it done. So I think that's huge. Um, I heard a lot of I mean, in 2020 versatility, if you didn't have it, you were you're out of luck, like you had to learn it really quickly. So I'd be interested with as much stuff that that went on and, and how you adjusted and your team adjusted and you're able to you know, get everybody uh, when they're working outside of the office. What do you see now? What have you taken away? So in the upcoming years that that versatility is just it's, it's just already baked in so that we don't get too attached to one way of doing things because it's COVID 2020 and in 2025, it could be something else that throws us for a loop um, right. in the industry. So what what are you going to do in the future? Well, a lot of it, we're going to continue to do the things that work and and try to make them, you know, adapt in ways that are unique and creative and, and not look like the same thing over and over and over. Um, but, uh, but really just just dive a little bit deeper and uh, really just just have a good grasp of, of our audience and, and our, our following, I guess, and really just try to try to listen and try to do do what we can to, to stay stay with that, I guess. Um, Trying to think the best way to answer answer the question there. If you um, and I'm easy, my brain gets to going you know fast with stuff. Uh, if you look at everything that you're doing and trying to figure out um, how can it still work, uh, how can it scale is is the thing I think a lot of people look at. How can it scale? How can we still do what we're doing? But also, how can it still work if uh, one of the members had to leave for some reason or had a different opportunity or mm-hmm. More importantly, what if that that job that 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 team member that person is doing with inside of your organization? Uh, what if now it doesn't take just one person? It needs like maybe one and a half people to do that job, and then it might need two, and then it might need three, and it's really going back in and, and redeveloping those systems. It's kind of like you know, 
me example, like when we first, when I, re, I reestablished a, a sales team retro group uh, uh, mid, by this time, 2018, I guess. So just a couple years into it. And uh, Karen and Sarah, my, my two uh, assistants had originally, uh, we, uh, I said, look, y'all, I want y'all to come me on all my transactions, every deal we work on. This is how I handle this, is how I do business. And for a full year before we really even added a whole lot to what we were doing, other than having an agent or two working with us, uh, just understanding how it all works. Well, now it's getting bigger and bigger and growing, adding more agents and, and Andy and additional staff and things like that, making sure that it's not just what Sarah did or what Karen did. It's like it's the contract to close position. It's that marketing leg. It's that admin side. It's that making sure that we're that client concierge portion portion of what we're doing. So instead of us, you know, kind of, you know, 10 hats being worn by, you know, four or five people, it's like, how can we just silo that a little bit better and then really just define those those positions in a way that uh, it's easier to scale and add people into it when it's the, we find the right fit for the person. And then we can just keep growing uh, like that. And that's something I've actually, uh, you know, hired a, a coach. I have coaching in the past, hired a coach and uh, really, really uh, kind, of, kind of first stages of this. But it's really helped me just dissect down a little further to get my time organized a little bit better so that the things that I'm working on uh, are more significant are the most important things to do. So, so many times in business, when we do get busy, we've got to really take it back down to, I'm, I know there's a portion of things that I'm doing that I shouldn't probably be doing, but, uh, uh, and it's not that it's bad. It's just like someone else could be doing it probably better than I could, uh, on my team. I need to be working on the things that only Rhett can do. And then, but more importantly, not letting ourselves get held back from growing because we get so busy working in our job. That's what I miss the most, Greg, about going to these events because we could work more on our business yeah. versus in our business. And we got those little breaks, just that three hour plane ride sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say that uh, it's like, I don't know, like I probably got more work to and from an event on the yeah. plane than I did, you know, in two weeks of being at the office. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. It's, it's almost like you just come off this buzz of like, oh, wow. I just like I dinner with Greg Brennan last night. We learned this and well, they're doing this. And I don't really buy into that concept there. But he said that one thing that that one thing is a missing part of what I need for here. Yeah. I got to get it into my business. Yeah. What was I going to say, Brendan? Greg, that, um, you know, if you asked, I think a lot of agents right now that are in markets that are just crazy. If they're focused on themselves or any development it's not even in, it's not even in the realm of possibilities there. They wouldn't even like, it's, they're just wide open in saying, I just got to do this deal at a time where they could actually, um, you know, with what Rutt said, he hired a coach this year. And most people don't think like that. They're yeah. like, I'm too busy to, I'm too busy to find the next deal. I'm just, you know, it's just going crazy. And then all of a sudden at the point where it's not like that, where they needed to learn from a coach and be ready for now a new, market or new shift or new change they're not and they're scrambling so i think that that's huge that's a that's a takeaway somebody um, yeah and we have so many great coaches inside of our industry so i mean and i they're they're i've worked with many many of them and and as they have nothing but praises for for all the ones i've ever worked with and the ones that i will probably work with in the future but actually i went a little bit of a different route i went outside the industry for the coach i picked and i uh, there was a, a silo type industry that i watched a guy kind of grow to aware in a, an area that I'm kind of wanting to grow more the way that I operate my business. So I, I looked at a lot of different options and that, that's where I kind of thought it might make the most sense for, for what I'm doing. Cause then it's like the raw, raw real estate stuff, which is great, but you know, let's just really dive down and really like get to the roots of some of these things and, and, and really just micro 
take it to that next level as, as we can just fixing or tweaking those few little things that have significance across the whole, the whole board with it. But now you're absolutely right though. It's just, it's, it's crazy looking at it. Go back in time for myself, 2000, you know, six, seven, eight, my best years. I think my best year was 2008. We're in the South. It's a little, a little bit slower for uh, the way the recession wave kind of, kind of hit. Um, I think I did 168 transactions that year by myself, didn't really have an assistant. Um, and, uh, looking back on that, I was just, just blow and go, go in there and get a deal done, write a contract, go. Um, we still, we had electronic contracts in, did about half of them electronic, still did a lot of them paper. I kept stacks of, uh, uh, you know, person sale agreements in my vehicle and I'd, I'd write them on the kitchen table. Now, obviously cameras are everywhere in people's houses and they're listening to your conversation. So a lot of things are different the way we operated. But the thing is, is that uh, I didn't build relationships the same way then as I do now. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you just, it was, you didn't have time to, you had to go do the next deal. You had to do the next deal. It's just going to make the money, make the money. We sit back realizing that um, you don't realize the faucet could just get turned off like that. And once you've gone through that, through business, realize like, I always wonder like, is the next deal, when's it going to, when's it going to be at that point? So I think if we're, we're consciously aware of that, not, not paranoid, but just aware that, Hey, things can change anytime trying to keep a good pulse on what's going on, you know, in the, in the markets and, and other areas, but also, uh, you know, talking to other, other professionals, how's their business doing? What are the trends doing there? Uh, right now, inventory is a big topic, not enough inventory. Been dealing with it for a while, but we were saying earlier, you can find listings if you're willing to go out there and, and talk to the people that you know, but you're more likely to get it from someone that you know. But it's kind of like, you know, walking in a creek, flipping over rocks, looking for a crawdad. Like you can find them. It's going to take you a while though. And uh, that's just going through the people you know and, and going by and seeing them in person is uh, when you can within within safety measures, that kind of stuff, it really means a lot to a lot of people because they, they haven't had people stop by their shop in a while and they, their, their foot traffic has been a little bit lower. So some of these little basic things we learned when we first got into business are so much more important now than they've ever been. But we just have to bring that back in full circle and, and be intentional with what we're doing at the same time being smart about the way we're operating and then how we plan to operate to sustain ourselves. Because my, my ultimate goal for my sales team is, I, you know, I, I have no desire or intentions and I'm 41. I've been doing this actually, it's coming up on 20 years in June uh, in real estate, but uh, I don't have any intention or desires or goals of retiring. Like that doesn't even sound interesting to me. I love to work. Uh, I think it keeps me, it keeps me relevant, keeps things, keeps me going. I want to make, take a few more days off, might work with a few less clients or whatever, but I want to make sure that I can build a perpetual real estate team that will be survival. It doesn't matter. Even if I'm not part of it, I want it to still be able to work. The people that are part of it now, I mean, who has got to have people to, to make it operate and run all the other stuff. But if the database and the people are there and you treat, you've got the systems and the tools that work, work that well, you have really solid people handling the tasks that go along with it and carrying on the things that we do the right way. I think it's possible that you could cycle in and out different people as long as they're there for the long haul and the right reasons and, and bind to the culture of it, I'm trying to build that perpetual machine that could outlast even, even me or anyone that's it's even mm-hmm. part of it now. And then always have other, other people as part of it and then have other opportunities as, as it grows. Like I said, I don't ever see myself not wanting to be a part of it, but I'll, my goal is to have something that could work if I'm not there. I think that's the ultimate test. And I realized that's my biggest, that was one of my biggest ahas or weaknesses you know, with inside the code, but it's like, you know, we got really, really busy this past year and, and working. And the second that I would step away from it, everything would keep working, but the growth portion of it, the new business portion of it was not anywhere near the same level as it needed to be without me driving that force. So 
that's where we had to realize how to be more intentional with some of the things that we're doing. And uh, that's the level I think we have to really look at our businesses. And, and you know, you got to walk away from stuff a little bit. Step away. What, did the wheels fall off or does it just slow down? But it, or does it slow down to maybe going 60 miles an hour to 40 miles an hour? You know, you can coast at 40 miles an hour for a long time before the cops might pull you over for driving too slow. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the right good. analogy or not, but, you know, you kind of think about it I like that. No, I, I think these are things that we all should be thinking about. It's like, okay, you know, just to kind of recap here, you know, instead of thinking about what the next big thing is, think about how to get a little bit better in the things that you're already doing. That's a that's a much better way to control growth and to experience growth with a lot less risk. The next thing that I'm taking here is just like, hey, if, if you're worried about all these disruptors and the Zillows and the, the showing, you know, times and all these conversations out there, just remember the, the, the risk is when you're going through business and you're not building personal relationships. That's where the risk is. So that's another takeaway that I'm getting from you. And then personal relationships, you've got quarterly cards, you're, you're stopping by and doing pop buys and things like that. These are all things that matter. And then the last thing that you just, you know, shared is, um, you know, you, you got to be thinking about how to get the business to run without you, not that you want the business to be without you, but when you know that you've got it to run without you, then you've got good systems in place. You've got good people in place. And, and, and that if, if anything, it's not the motivation to retire, just the motivation to know that you've got a very solid business, a solid operation. Tell it before we get off the phone, tell us about one of your charities. You have a charity around fishing and children that I've yeah. always, um, it's always caught my attention. And I think it's coming up, you said March 20th. So tell what's that charity about? It's called Reels for Seals. So you can go to Reels for Seals on uh, Facebook, R-E-E-L-S, and then F-O-R, and then Seals. And basically, Reels for Easter Seals is, guess, the, the, the full name for it. So when we uh, uh, joined with uh, Century 21 in 2014, I was not that familiar. I'd heard about it. I didn't really know much about Easter Seals. And, and from some of the events I've gotten to attend and, and getting to know the local uh, Easter Seals in North Georgia that serves our area, they have a um, an early intervention program for uh, children from birth to about eight years old that have some kind of disability and, you know, all walks of life, all different scenarios. And it's amazing how they, they can work and empower children to be the best, live the best life they can, uh, get counseling for the parents. It's not just for the people that can't afford anything. That's not just for the elite. It's for everyone in between, uh, as, as well. So, uh, Reels Research Seals is a not-for-profit that teaches kids about fishing, outdoors and what it means to give back but our main efforts are fundraising to give the money to easter seals so our event is a, a crappie tournament at uh, lake wadawi the edge of alabama right near uh, part of our market uh, we have a little little lake property there but that's uh, a it's a very inclusive fishing tournament coming up on march the 20th i know it's a, it's a stretch to ask this audience to come down there but we are giving away a really cool uh kayak this year um one of our agents won it last year and she uh decided to go ahead and donate it back uh, so we could re-raffle against about a thousand dollar boat. Um, and uh, her name's Carol Cook. We thank her for, for, for doing that again. Never been used, has been in stores the whole time. We were going to do it over the summer, but we, it wasn't really an appropriate time. So bringing it back again for this. So uh, a lot of fundraising efforts go into it, but it's a, it's really neat seeing how people can come together. A lot of local businesses do this. We do a shirt every year. We just finished up our fundraising efforts and Greg, I'm, uh, Brent, I'm happy to announce that like we actually exceeded our uh, uh, goals, our sixth year of doing it. Last year was our biggest uh, year. Of course, we got had, we pulled our event off literally about a week before uh, the pandemic really mm. exploded, I guess. So now, 
you know, going through all that, uh, there are a lot of companies that are still doing this. Now, some of them changed levels of sponsorship. Some went up, some went down, but um, there are still people that are doing okay out there, people willing to, uh, regardless of where their business levels really are, they're still willing to to be a part of a worthy cause. And I think that's neat because, you know, they're seeing what what the impact it has there. So happy to be a part of that and uh, really um, uh, have fun with it. It's a way to participate. I love to fish with my kids. And uh, I'm going to uh, mention you, saw, you got you, you wear, represent the shirt. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Yeah, you gave me this T-shirt and I see the uh, the, uh, the the sticker in the back on yeah. the wall. So um, I'll try to uh, I, I keep one on my phone. Kind of mind me. I'm going to put it up here on the screen for the. For you guys, yeah. there's for a real estate professional, I got a little Facebook group that's uh that's out there. You can uh you know, kind of be a part of it. But if you look at this random real estate logo, I had this design, and if you know, obviously, see, I got the random suits and all the other. So uh, the logo itself has some unique characteristics to it. I have to kind of look at it. So the R has a, a tie in it that kind of represents my suit. Uh, the A has people in it uh, that represents my family. Um, Inside the D is like windows and a door represents real estate portion of what I do uh, or something. And the D has a, a fish kind of swimming inside of it. Uh, the O has a microphone. I like to do some public speaking. A little bit of karaoke. I think Greg got to do some. Yeah. <laughs> you love karaoke. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I've got one hit wonder with it. And then on the M has a film strip in there. I like to, to, to do video marketing and, and highlight other businesses through video. So all of that is there. So I always kind of ask people like, you know, random to real estate. Uh, it can be random to whatever, but what is your random? Like, what are the things that you do that just kind of come natural? You're already doing these things as part of your life, as part of what you're doing. And I, and I tell people, you know, you kind of fi find your people, find your tribe. If you mm. can do the things you're already doing, those random things, and uh, be intentional about maybe showcasing uh, a little bit of your social media posts around it, maybe make a little video about it, maybe go a little bit deeper. You've got a weird hobby or an interesting sport you used to play. Maybe you want to kind of bring that back out. There are other people that have those interests. And with all the different technologies and the different media platforms that are out there, you know, social media platforms, you can find these people a lot easier. And by doing so, you already have a common bond. So when you have a common bond with somebody, this is where these personal relationships come in, come involved. If they already kind of, you're already kind of know about this thing together. It's just like with me fishing. All right, then you're able to already have a level of conversation. You're already kind of participating in some of the things, same things. Maybe you could give some advice, get some advice, whatever. Um, they're already going to kind of know, like, and trust you. And then the referral portion of whatever it is you do for a living, whether it's real estate or anything else, it could be a mechanic, it could be a whatever. Uh, they're going to want to send business to you, uh, even if they're not in the market themselves, just their referrals, because they already like, know, and trust you. And uh, that makes it so much easier to get business versus going and paying for lead somewhere and maybe getting, you know, uh, one to 3% or 7% or all these crazy numbers that people come up with. That's a lot of people to talk to in the meantime, just to get that versus just being yourself and being intentional and putting a little bit of effort into what you're doing uh, to attract a lot of people. And then you can further build off that. So I think a lot of people get caught up in with talking about relationships and like, they think there's going to be some huge commitment. It's just, just being yourself around other people. And like I said, being intentional and then showing a little bit of reciprocation back. And uh, I think that's really neat. So I have a, I'm going to have a class. I can't wait till the next time we have an event, we get together. Maybe we figure out a way to do it over Zoom, but I've yep. got a little random logo just as hollow um, or, you know, outlined letters. Uh, what is your random? And let people kind of fill in what they have. And if they wanted to go in and uh, use that as kind of a representation of uh, when they get stuck on trying to figure out what do I need to, to make a video about or what do I need to uh, be doing well these are the things I, I like to do. i used to play lacrosse i want to get back involved with helping with that or whatever it is 
that's how I think we can easily uh, get ourselves unstuck, be more intentional, and, and more importantly, have a little bit of fun. Uh, you got to mix fun into what you're doing. Uh, it reciprocates that. It's kind of like you know, when, when I always tell people, our agents that are working with us, you know, if someone asks, you know, how's the market, you always got to have a good fun or a good positive confidence spin on, on what that is because we know that they probably know someone that's either thinking about buying or selling. If you just saw the market's terrible, there's no inventory, but if you start coming off kind of negative or whatever right there, they don't, people don't want to hire someone or, or not really interested in engaging with that person to say, they want that person's excited. Uh, the market's actually really great right now. Things are selling. We're getting over asking on a lot of things. You'd be amazed at what your property's worth. When you start putting things out in that positive way, it really takes it to another level for why people want to engage and work with you. And if you can do that in other aspects of your life, the, the effort we put in, I mean, just going over and over different postcards, different quarters, we do this. They see we have a good time. We're smiling. We're doing something a little goofy. Always have something that's a little different. It's kind of like, what are they doing next? But they see that we enjoy what we're doing. And because of that, uh, it just works. It's, a, it's more of an attraction uh, strategy. It's more of an attraction. You're, you're attracting the, the perfect clients for yourself, you know, because you're putting yourself out there. So then the perfect people show up for you. Exactly. It's, it's the eye contact. It's the firm handshake. It's the smile. It's it, yeah. you want people to, to, to you want to welcome people. And you can do that so easily um, by, by be, just doing the things you already do. And, and I can get long winded on this stuff because I'm so yeah. passionate about it. But it's a. Uh, it just comes natural more to other, some than others, but we can all do this and we can all build our yeah. business. Better. Yeah. Be authentic. Right, Brendan? Just, yeah. just it's authenticity. Well, good. Well, Red, I appreciate you. And I know Brett, uh, I mean, uh, Brendan does also for, for you always being willing to, to contribute. And um, if right. somebody wants to get in touch with you, send you a referral or something, what's the best, most easiest way for them to reach out to you? Absolutely. Uh, I give out my cell phone number. It's uh, 678-520-6381. Mm -hmm. uh, text me, give me a call. Um, definitely leave me a voicemail if you do call because I, I, no, I'm not, you're not a, a, a telemarketer. I'm, I'm just kidding. It's hard to catch them all. just being, being silly. But yeah. uh, Random Real Estate's a group. Uh, Century 21 Novus. Um, uh, Century 21 Novus Retro Group or Retro Group. Uh, R-E-T-T-R-O on uh, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, all these different platforms. And Rhett spell with uh, no H, just R-E-T-T, H-A-R-M-O-N. So at Rhett Harmon, pretty much most platforms that uh, uh, are out there, they're popular. I'm, I'm part of it. So uh, find the one you like and uh, some I'm more active on than others. But reach out to me. I'm happy yeah. to help any way I can. And uh, I always tell people, go look at uh, the YouTube channel, Random to Real Estate. That is probably where we house a lot of our stuff for Century 21 that we're doing, my team, other things that I'm working on. Uh, R&D, rip off and duplicate. If you find a video that we've done that you like or it sparks an idea for you, make it better. I challenge you to. I, I mean, you've got full permission to go ahead and do it and uh, gives you ideas to make your business better. Uh, I come from a place of abundance. We can all we can all learn from each other. If there's enough business to go around. Uh, we can all all uh, do better by, by, by upping the game across the board. So uh, let me know. I can help. And uh, I'm, I'm always here. Sounds good. And I know, Brendan, you and I, people just uh, reach out to us on Facebook Marketplace. Is that what you still like, Brendan? Yeah. Oh, no, I said Facebook Marketplace, Facebook Messenger. I'm buying too many tools yeah. off of Marketplace right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. It's in That's my mind. I'm looking for a welder. I'm looking for a welder. You need to buy that boat and come fishing with us, right? There you go. There you go. All right, everybody. Well, Level Up Podcast audience, thank you so much for tuning in. Please, uh, you know, subscribe, leave us a comment. 
uh, continue to watch other episodes. Um, if you're interested in any real estate, uh, you know, related courses, uh, Brendan and I, as, as well as Abe Safa, have done some nice real estate courses. You can go to realestatesalessolutions.com. Check out what we got going on. And until the next time, Rhett, thank you so much, man. Talk Thanks, to you later, everybody.